Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I am so glad you are here today. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you. If you enjoy today's episode, you can subscribe and be notified of every new episode that airs. For those who listened to last week's episode, you already know that we are back in our study on the life of Hannah. Like I said, Ruth is my favorite character in the Bible, but Hannah follows close behind. She is a woman who has so many truths to teach us from how to handle people who are unkind to making our requests known to God. I do want to mention something about Hannah's prayer. I mentioned that it was unique in that it was a want instead of a need, which is true, but I also want to be careful about what impression I give. This doesn't mean that we have the license to ask God for every want we have and expect him to grant it. Remember that Hannah's request was one that was natural, especially during Bible times as a woman's role was to bear children. But when we pray for a want, there needs to be some thought that goes into it. Why do we want it? Is it something we want so we can consume it for some worldly desire? James cautions the believers against asking amiss. When we present a petition to God, there should be some thought given as to why we are asking. Hannah asked the Lord to grant her a child, and she vowed to give him back to the Lord to serve him all his days. And as we said, this required that she diligently teach him to love and obey the Lord. So I say, don't be afraid to ask the Lord for something, but only after you've thought about it and compared this request against scripture. Now, last week we ended with Hannah holding her answer to prayer, her son Samuel, which is where I want to begin today. After such a long time of living without a child, enduring the endless taunting from her adversary Peniah, Hannah has at long last given birth to a son, her direct answer from God. What a precious moment that must have been for this newly crowned mother. The joy she experienced as he wrapped his tiny hand around her finger and the delight his sweet face brought to her soul. To be honest, if it had been me, I might have been tempted to think about what was to come, that he was not mine to cradle forever, that there would be a goodbye in the near future, but not Hannah. She delighted in the moment. And I think that is something we forget. We are often so consumed by the next thing to come that we miss out on the now. There is a sweet little song I enjoy listening to, especially the words. Listen to some of them. Dear April child, are you dreaming of June? Like a tender young flower awaiting summer's bloom? Sweet April child, is the spring of your youth. Cherish these precious days. Summer comes all too soon. Every time I listen to that song, it makes me stop and think about enjoying the now. Consider how many times we are living for the next thing. I wish I was married. I wish I had kids. I wish I was retired. I wish for, and you fill in the blank. Our society seems to never be content with the present moment, but are always looking for the next season in life. And when we do this, We are missing out on so much that God wants to do in us right now. He has called us to live in the now, in this specific moment, whatever season you are in, because it's important. But if we are focused on what is to come, we might not learn what he has for us today. Think about those last lyrics. Cherish these precious days. Summer comes all too soon. Our todays are precious. They are beautiful. They are valuable and we should treasure them. What would have happened if Hannah had let the thought that Samuel would leave her 
by the time he was weaned, affect her moments with him in the present? How much would she have been distracted and even a little depressed? I am sure the thought crossed her mind, but she did not dwell upon it. She did not let what was to come steal her joy of today, and neither can we. Hannah delighted in every moment she had with Samuel. She enjoyed her answer to prayer as God intended her to. I want to be like Hannah, a woman who embraced each moment as it was given to her and trusted in God for the coming future. Finally, the day arrives when Hannah takes Samuel to the temple. Again, my flesh would have been tempted to find an excuse to keep him just a little longer, to delay what was to come, but not Hannah. She held nothing back from God, but moved without reservation toward the place where she would say goodbye to her only son. She fulfilled her vow with grace. And in this, she was an example to her son that when you make a vow to God, you keep it. Samuel could never doubt his mother's love and respect of God. She was a woman of integrity. This is another lesson from Hannah's life. She did not have a tight grip on the things of this world or the people God had blessed her with. Often we want to hold on as tightly as possible to the people we love, afraid to say goodbye, whether they surrender their life to the Lord, which in turn may take them to the other side of the world, or those who are nearing death. We cry and beg God not to take them, to let them stay with us. But sometimes this is not his will. Of course, we can always pray for the healing of a loved one. That's not what I'm saying at all. But we must have a surrendered heart that is prepared to receive whatever answer he gives, whether it is what we wanted or not. I know this is not an easy thing to do. In fact, it may be one of the hardest things we ever do. But the courage we need comes from the knowledge that God is good. He is always good. He is only good. Hannah was a woman who knew the character of God and she acted in complete trust and obedience of that knowledge. Let's be women who grasp tightly to God and lightly to the things he has given us. When Hannah goes to the temple and brings Samuel to Eli, she says those famous words that have been quoted by so many who have longed for a child and have now received their beautiful blessing. And she said, O my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. That's First Samuel chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. Don't let those words just go in and out. Let them sink deep and consider the circumstances. As I said, these words are usually spoken by parents who have yearned for a child and prayed earnestly for one, sometimes many years. We love to quote them because it fits so well with the occasion, but that is not necessarily the original context. These words were spoken by a woman who had received her greatest desire. She was now a mother, but at this moment, she was preparing to leave her son at the temple and return home without him. These words were not ones of accepting a treasure. They were ones of release. The first time I realized that, I was almost blown away by the power of them. This points again to Hannah's integrity as she prepared to release her child to God, to fulfill her vow to the Lord, and she made sure 
to give God all the credit. God was the one who had granted her request. He in love had bestowed upon her the beautiful title of mother. She was no longer a barren woman, and in that she rejoiced, as we will see later. This is a great reminder to us. We try to claim credit sometimes for things that happen or accomplishments, but that is a wrong thought process. Everything we have is given to us from the Lord. He is the source of every talent and every blessing in our life, and He alone should receive the glory. Hannah pointed it out to Eli. Remember me? I am the woman you thought was drunk, and you asked the Lord to grant my petition. Well, He has, and here is the proof. Here is my son. I am giving him back to the Lord just as I vowed. This must have been a powerful moment for Eli as he witnessed answered prayer. That is another wonderful thing that comes from sharing answered prayers with others. They are reminding others that God hears our cries and is still performing miracles. In Psalms, it is mentioned over and over again to praise the Lord publicly, to make known his greatness, his goodness, his tender mercies in front of others. And in the next chapter, that is exactly what Hannah does for 10 verses to be exact. I won't take the time to read them all, but if you have a moment, I would encourage you to sit down and read through them all. They are found in 1 Samuel 2, verses 1 through 10. I just want to highlight a few lines from her song of worship to the Lord. My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. There is none holy as the Lord. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge. He will keep the feet of his saints. There is such confidence in these words. They testify of a woman who knew her God and what he was capable of. There was nothing that he could not do. He is Savior. He is holy. He is above all others. He is knowledge and he is judge. And the God that made Hannah's heart rejoice, the one who she praised with such enthusiasm, is still the same today. This is our God the one who hears the silent cries of our hearts and loves you with an everlasting love. He is the one we can praise for all that he has done for us today and wholeheartedly trust with all our tomorrows. As amazing as Hannah's story has been so far, there is still more coming. Her story has another beautiful chapter. Let's read 1 Samuel 2 verses 18 through 21. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year, when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare three sons, and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Hannah was able to visit her son, and every year she brought him a new coat. He was still on her mind and in her heart, and like every mom, she wanted to do something for him that showed her love, which came in the form of a coat. But something else happened to Hannah, something completely unexpected. She received a blessing from Eli, which manifested itself in five more children. Imagine the one who spent her life being tormented and taunted for not being able to have children suddenly went from zero to six, just like that. Hannah had demanded nothing. Her soul was completely satisfied with what the Lord had blessed her with. But God rewarded her with five 
more children to love and raise. Isn't that wonderful? My heart always smiles when I read that verse because I know Hannah must have been the happiest woman alive. This is also thought-provoking as I look into my own heart and see if I have learned to be content with what the Lord has given me. People tend to always want more and more, but Hannah shows us what God-given contentment looks like. She had asked of the Lord and received her petition, and that was enough. Remember that discontentment was a part of the original temptation as Satan came to Eve and pointed out what she was missing. God had denied her the chance to eat of this particular tree, and that was a shame. Giving in to discontentment can lead you to disaster, which is why it is so important to be content with such things as we have, trusting that the Lord never denies or withholds a good thing from those who love Him. It is vital that we are a people who love the Lord and that love is stirred when we know Him more and we know Him more when we dwell in the quiet place. And that is where we will end our study on the life of Hannah today. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I encourage you to take some time to study her for yourself. Hannah never knew that her prayer would be recorded for all to read thousands of years later. She was just a woman who lived her life with all its sorrows and joys, but discovered the power and freedom that comes when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and that you can come to him with every emotion, knowing that he will never turn you away. May we be like Hannah who enjoyed the present, delighting in today and trusting God with the tomorrows. May we be like Hannah who gripped the hand of God with all her might, but had a yielded heart that released possessions and people to God knowing that he is good. May we be like Hannah who openly praised her God, exalting his name above all others and gave him the honor and the glory it was due. May we be like Hannah who was content with what the Lord had given her, May we be women who dwell in the quiet place, learning more about our God and letting that knowledge grow our love for him, the one who loves us, his daughters, with an everlasting love. Mm -hmm.